This is a tripod broadcast. Well, let's start recording, so... We just did. Okay, cool. I think this is a key show to listen to because it's... It's it's uh, it's all about emotional masturbation. Yeah. <laughs> Journalistic integrity. It encapsulates everything that we're about. And I'm sorry. Now, <laughs> give that some thought. Yeah. With Addison... I can't be mad at you. You got a haircut. And Matt. I would recommend that you stop listening right now. <laughs> What's the catalyst? Like, what's the spark that could get like the creative juices flowing with podcasts, like ours, for example? Dead. Like, our goal isn't wildly popular listenership, but are, are you looking at my brand? Yeah, what I'll get into that in a second. But uh, like, what what can we do to be different? Or and and then I got to thinking about like some of our old episodes. Like some of our old episodes, I feel like, and maybe I'm tooting the old give that some thought horn here, mm-hmm. but. I feel like some of our really early stuff was very sort of disjointed and not not that it still isn't, but like this is more of a coherent animal to me now yeah. than it was in the beginning. Yeah. At least, I, at least, and maybe well, I'm wrong. But the stride we were, we well, you obviously haven't because you can't seem to talk into your microphone or put on your headphones. Are we recording? Yeah talks about how he feels we've hit a stride he doesn't have his headphones on he doesn't know that we're recording and he's not talking to the microphone but usually hosts like introduce the show which is actually i'm going pep, to pet peeve of mine that we don't do but it, in like, general right off all... the bat really because, yes because because uh, i like to start with the conversation and flow but into you always have to be has, always have to be remembering that f- person who's listening for the very first time that they need you need an introduction you need something to say this is the beginning Welcome to Give That Some Thought, Tripod Broadcasting's flagship show. Um, my name is Addison, joining us my co-host, Matt Hume, a very picky co-host. Well, even though I, I do like the As, rambling introduction, it's it's fine, and I, I, I like that, that yeah. style, but within, I would, if we're going to do the rambling thing, within like the first three or four minutes. After this is... Yeah. This, I mean, this, okay. there's been some times we've gone on for like 10 minutes. Yeah, we've gone pretty long. I think, within, I with, think there's been some where we've missed it. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I think I mean, they, at least two minutes in. Yeah. Welcome to Give That Some Thought. I'm your host. Welcome to Give That Some Thought. Addison Face. With me is my co-host, Matt Hume. Fatty ma- Cakes. Yeah. A man <laughs> who inexplicably is sleeping every time I come over. You actually were... Uh, we were going to do the show yesterday. This is Wednesday. It'll go out tomorrow. Yeah. The 29th. And I came over yesterday because we had planned to do the show. Mm-hmm. I had previously contacted you. I said I switched my days off. I, I was off Wednesday, but now I'm off Tuesday. Can we record Tuesday? You said yes. That was our plan. I said it'll be around noon. You know when I get up and get my stuff rolling. And I came over. Well, I emailed because your phone was shut off. I emailed and said I'm headed over. It's back on today. Finally, have enough money from the new. Job That's true. I got a text, but um, didn't get a reply. Should have waited for a reply. Well, in hindsight, yeah, but yeah, I came over, knocked two or three times. My roommate answered the door, and I was like, Is Matt here? and he was like, Yeah, and I was like, Well, I guess I'm doing this. Walked down the hall, opened the bedroom, and you were full, just sprawled out cave mode. I saw, I'll say this too for the listener I saw probably I couldn't see nip, mm-hmm. I didn't get like the nip slip, but I had from two or three inches above the nips uh, to, to the top of your head. And then probably from the middle of your shins down. Mm-hmm. And I will say this for our listeners. 
everything that I could see was totally naked. <laughs> it's true. And underneath that blanket, underneath that brownish multicolored blanket, yeah. um with the stripes, I there was there it was complete nakedness. <laughs> I figured as much. It was hundred percent naked. I figured uh, as much. No. I should have just pushed my luck and waited because then you said like you had to go to the bathroom and I was like, Well, I'm gonna get out of here, we'll do it tomorrow. Yeah. I, gotta get out. I should have just pushed my luck and forty minutes. It was like twenty five. It was a solid forty. It was a solid forty. It was like twenty five. Whatever. And you were talking too. Yeah, but I mean, it wasn't like we were Yeah. The entire time yawning, rubbing my eyes, being like, I don't know. Yeah, that's a really good point, Edison. No, you were making points of your own. No, I I know I was. I know. Um But no, I should have just pushed my luck and kept on staying and then just and to see if you would have the balls to just 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 totally naked, get out of bed and then walk to the bathroom. <laughs> I might have done it at a certain point, yeah. wouldn't? Yeah, because yeah. there's, a, I mean, there's a physical need there. <laughs> there was, but I mean, I can hold it for a while. Yeah, <coughs> especially at the when the alternative is not holding it and showing your buddy your balls. That's <coughs> yeah. I mean, I'm with this new job. I used to have a rule: don't don't try before noon. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, after after and to be at, fair, it was actually one o'clock that I got here. Yeah. But after noon, I'll be up. But before that, no, don't even don't even worry about um, it. Yeah. But with this this new job, before three or four, because you were getting out at like two thirty three. Uh, usually, I get home and get settled. Like, get by the time I get home, and even can start thinking about like getting a shower. It's yeah. three a.m. Yeah. And I'm going in. I'm leaving. You know, getting starting to get ready for work at 5 p.m. Yeah. So my new hours are 5 p.m. to 3 a.m. <laughs> basically, for contact. Yeah. For promotion so, purposes. And, and I'm I'm one of those persons. I. But do. if you would like to book Matt, your best bet is to contact me. Sure. Um, That's absolutely. Absolutely. The case. Uh, but no, I I absolutely hate. I'm not one of those kind of people who can get up at 10 o'clock, go mm-hmm. throughout their day, mm-hmm. and then go to work at night. Get off mm-hmm. work and go to bed immediately. Yeah, no, no. no. I ha- I I do my work first. Get the working down. that day. Yeah, I uh, get up bef- right before I have to go to work. Go to work and then do all my 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 personal stuff, whatever I want to do. Yeah, with my free time. You Netflix and after. Yeah, work. Yeah. So I've been going to bed like around nine in the morning. <sighs> yeah. I think I fell asleep like around nine thirty the day you came over. Schedule's so. a schedule. I don't. I I make it a point not to hate on people's schedules because I've had a lot of crazy ones myself. I've worked over. I, I had. A, I like the crazy schedule. I do. Yeah, I had an actual overnight job once. I was working from eleven p.m. Mm-hmm. Or no, I was working from. Uh, yeah, no, eleven p.m. to seven a.m. Yeah, that was the that was the shift, and uh, that's pretty bananas. There were some of those days where I was running sound for my church at the time. And to, to be the sound engineer, we had to load in and load out because we didn't have, we didn't have a permanent building. Mm-hmm. So that involved, after getting off at 7, that pretty much involved going home, getting in the shower, changing, and then leaving, and going directly to sound engineer for three hours, four hours, whatever it was, yeah. until 12.30, 1 o'clock, before I could get back home and then get to bed. Those were... Those were bananas days. Yeah. I, I remember just. I remember my roommate at the time. We went to the same church, and I remember I would come home sometimes because if you, if I didn't get good sleep the night before and then went at eleven, that's even worse because I'm tired all night. You know, and if it's not a weekend night, I'm not seeing anybody 
at, a, at the front desk of a hotel. Mm-hmm. So I'm fighting to stay awake and get the with the work done that I had to get done. Yeah. And then I would get off and just still be like, oh, and then just, just go straight into church and run sound. I remember there were multiple times when I would fall asleep during the sermon at the soundboard because that's the only of that sound engineering that's the really part that you don't have to mix anything you don't have to really do anything you start you can start the recording and then you <clears throat> you know just, just let him go yeah well i would get on the phone or whatever or try and follow along and I, I there were multiple times when when the worship team was getting ready to go back on stage that that they would they would come over and oh wake me up oh. like like physically hey buddy we're, we're going back up oh. <laughs> so i could you're like tapping my hand. I'm like, how? Do, uh, what are you trying, trying to, to communicate? Something? Yeah, no. To me. But yeah, they would. They, they would, can't see you tap my hand. <laughs> they would come over and wake me up. But uh, it was not good times. And now I, I can run into that. I can, well, not too bad, but I can run into a little bit of that now because I'm, I'm generally, except for one day out of the week, I'm getting up at four thirty in the morning. Ugh. Yeah, and uh, so that, I mean, that, that means that means like my. In theory, my night is over. My night needs to be over like eight o'clock. Yeah, I need to. I need to wrap it up and get in bed. You know, which you know, yeah. If I'm doing whatever it is, you know, I'm not. I'm not wanting to do that. Yeah. But that being said, Reddit images is that what you said? Rendered, computer generated images. Oh, what is um, artist rendering of a building? Do you want to get into, this seems like a really weird rabbit trail. We don't we don't have to uh maybe uh we can lead into it. Um but let's first in. let's solve the mystery of what the hell is on Addison's arm. <laughs> Good point. I'll put a picture now, up too if we want. Now, let me just describe this for the listener. It As is As someone who's just looking at it. Yeah. Yeah. It is on the upper forearm near the elbow. Yeah. Um on sort of the fattest part of the forearm. <laughs> Whoa, fat buddy? Are you kidding me? No, I said fattest part of. I didn't say fatty part. Well, why did you say widest? Okay, it's the large on the largest part of the forearm. I've lost sixty pounds. I don't need you telling me I got fat forearms. If only you could lose all that fat in your brain. <laughs> That's the only fair point you've made. But this is muscle, buddy. You could take a picture of this and give it to a, a like a medical student who's learning how to like do surgery on arms. So I've got impeccable arms. That's all I'm saying. Sure. No, Addison, <laughs> with the Adonis-like arms, the arms Zeus-like. sculpted by Zeus-like. Michelangelo himself. Thank you, thank you. Um, the David, actually, <laughs> in Italy, uh, his arms look like just look like they're underdeveloped. Just they're McEachern arms, is what they are. <laughs> That's a wildly specific joke. I'm just saying. Anyways, go on. So describe it, it. It it's there are two burn marks about two inches from each other, and yeah. and in between just straight lines is what looks like yeah, it looks like some maybe a D and a G. Yeah. Um, with a couple other small smaller line abrasions in between, it looks like somebody hits you with a cattle like like a pro uh, like not a, a prod but like a brand. Yes. Yeah, a brand. Yeah. Looks like you got branded by Dolce and Gabbana. <laughs> Is what I'm thinking. <laughs> I can't believe I pronounced that correctly, too. Ugh. Well, I think it's Dolce. I, I said. I, yeah, I, of I course, you said it's, Dolce. It's Italian. No, I said Dolce. I think you said Dolce. Rewind the tape. Rewind the tape. Mort, where's he at? Dolce. There it is. You failed. Can you put all your, yeah, your electronic devices, please, on silent? 
Nope. Let's allow Matt a moment of time to do that. Keep his whores from texting him while he's doing a business. I don't have whores. I have gentle ladies who sleep with many men. (laughs) So be it. Okay, so this is, uh, so we have ovens at work to cook various things in. Dolce & Gabbana ovens? (laughs) It would seem. Um, Yesterday... My brother opened one of the ovens, and if you... Here's the thing about the ovens, okay, Mm -hmm. Matt? They have racks in them, as most ovens do. Yeah. And these racks, if you're pulling out whatever, the cookies or whatever is in there, you can pull out the tray and put it on the cooling trays or wherever. Uh, and and, and, And if you leave the racks in place, the oven door will swing at will, Mm -hmm. right? A, A gentle breeze, perhaps, could move the oven door. Yeah. Okay. Now, if you are so inclined as to pull out the rack upon which the item you're removing is placed on, mm-hmm. the, the oven, oven doors will stay open. Exactly. Precisely. Mm-hmm. And that is what my... Because of the resistance of... Ex- of the rack yeah. against the door. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And that's what my brother did. And I just so happened to be on the other side and bumped up into it. And due to its not moving, it's this is the brand that you see. Because that was there's a there's a logo on the front of the oven that's mm-hmm. you know like this, and so when I came up against it, it's it's like a perfect D and G, like it was all red when it happened, and then as soon as it cleared up, like I was at home showering like later that day, and I'm like, that's like a perfect brand. That's what like, forty eight hours old. Yeah, yeah. I uh, yeah, no, my, I know my oven burns. Yeah, uh, no. well, you've that, been burned your fair share times. That will uh, that will be a scar you carry for about three years. It'll take years for that to that to clear up. No, it won't. It's not that. Yes, it will. It's not that deep. No, though. Like but I, on the top, the top one, you broke the flesh on that man. You blistered up. That's now the reason that that happened. I think it's because I it? no, I rubbed it really hard when it first happened because I didn't like you know that thing when you get burned where mm-hmm. you don't know it's happening and then you pull away as soon as you realize it. That's what I did, yeah. and I didn't think it was that bad. I was like, ah, you know, like that move. Yeah, you know, and, and, and like just ah, like get rid of the pain. But uh, I had another one three years though. Now you got me scared, bro. Uh, this right here. Where's that other one? Because I had a pretty bad one recently, and I'm not finding. No way. Maybe I am. I think that was the last one. Yeah, this one. This one right here is from about a year ago, maybe six months. You can still yeah. see it kind of faintly. But it wasn't as even as bad as that is. That's bad. That's a bad burn. <laughs> well, that's gonna be. That's gonna. I mean, you're gonna. It'll be there. Yeah. It, your new nickname's gonna be DG, because if it's gonna be there for a while, I may just contact Dolce Gabbana and see if I can get like a stipend. May or maybe. Yeah. What you need to start doing is it like. What do they make? Like bags or? Yeah, it's, it's a purse company. I yeah, guess, it's I think. um, or it's shoes it's, or. It's high-end accessories for whores. Oh. <coughs> God knows whores have to have their high-end accessories. Yeah. Um, no, it has It has absolutely... It, it. Yeah, it's just... It's Anytime I see anybody wearing Juicy Couture... Coach. Dolce & Gabbana, Coach, whatever, I instantly think she has some sort of... Father issues. Venereal disease. Oh. <laughs> Father issues and venereal disease. Yes, yeah. Well, might not be the most fair assumption, but it's an assumption. But then I don't. I absolutely do not go for girls like that. So, yeah. No, you don't. Actually, speaking of that, this reminds me. The other day, I uh, 
I subscribe to our tender on, on Reddit, which mm-hmm. I think I've had conversation with you before, which you would think, I know your instant thought is like, this is people talking about like how to use tender. It's not what it is at all. Basically it's, it's people posting conversations, screenshots of conversations with people on tender mm-hmm. or yeah. ridiculous profiles. It's, yeah. it's pretty entertaining. Anyways, this guy posted one and it was like, I don't even remember what his commentary on the profile was, but I noticed in the profile that it said, uh, like in the profile was like, here's my Instagram. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I want to see this chick. I want to see like what someone who's willing to put their Instagram username on uh, an app. Yeah. On an app like Tinder. Like what's okay. So what's her Instagram like? And I went, I went to the Instagram and I started scrolling through these and it, it's like a, you would think that she's some type of model or uh, or like a TV personality, maybe. Mm-hmm. She's none of those things, or at least it doesn't say any of those things in her bio. And it's but it's all pictures of either on the beach, or bikinis, or mm. or or just like posing with like bags mm. or like her nails. And I'm like I'm like the Instagram is such a white girl's game. Yeah, it's the so whole is. internet is a whole white girl's game, man. It's all a wow. it, it, okay, easy. So much, but so much of it though is is just projecting an image, and and that's exactly what she was doing. Yeah, but it it okay in the 20th century, right? We 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 ended the 20th century by realizing as a nation, as a world, that the most important thing in the world is your image, is fakeness, and how <laughs> how people think of you, right? Yeah. Um. Oh, I mean, and it's social, so not though. Social media is all about projecting. I I know, I know. I'm yeah. But social media is all about projecting an image. It's all about being something that you want people to believe you are, rather than who you truly are. Yeah. Um, the internet, to a point, is all is all about that. Um, but I think this ugh, we've poisoned our mind in the past twenty years by misusing the internet. Um, incredible tool that we misused. To, to make ourselves feel better about ourselves when we haven't actually accomplished anything. I mean, what has that girl accomplished? I mean, what have I accomplished, right? Yeah, not, but not, at least you don't run around... not that much. At least you don't run around parading yourself as an accomplished whatever it is. You know what I mean? Like, at least yeah. you're not... At least you don't... At least you're under... You're not under the delusion that you are somebody... Yeah. ...when you're not. Yeah. <laughs> yeah and I know that sounds so dark, and and the same thing for me. I'm not saying that... That, that this isn't me pointing the finger at you. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying, like, like everybody's not. So you're not. You're you, like, at least you're not doing that. Yeah. You know what I mean? It I mean, almost it, reminds me of that line from True Detective when, when, uh, what, what is it's, it's a, it's a Russ line, obviously, mm-hmm. and he's like, it's all the best lines. Yeah, he totally does. But uh, which leads me to, I wonder who's gonna have him in the next series. But uh, he says like. I want to say it's in episode two or three, maybe. Mm-hmm. And it's during the interview, the present day interview with the cops. And he says something like each person, each person under the grand delusion that they, and he pauses and he's like, that they are somebody. Yeah. <laughs> and, they, and they're not like yeah. in the grand cosmic scheme of things. You're not, you're not the best thing. The best thing you can be to people. And we're getting so deep so quick, but <laughs> The best thing you can be, like the best thing that you as a as a spiritual, emotional, physical entity will ever be is what you can be to other people. How you can influence them, how you can entertain them, how you can how you can look for their well being, <coughs> how you can you can provide for them and help mm-hmm. 
in with what they're doing. Yeah. And I think I think once you once you look at something other than that, whether it's your bank account or your vehicle or your not that those things aren't necessarily important, but the the, the when when it's a self-centric, you're you're not anybody. And and that's what we and we have a generation of pieces of crap running around for that very reason. Because they've been taught that it's all about you. It's all about you. I think uh, I think every generation is self-centric. Well, everybody is. Every, every, yeah, I think everybody at, at their at their core is self-centric. I be, because of of the drive by Mother Nature to make sure that you survive. I mean, we all, everybody wants to survive. The most, sure, sure. The most important survival is the survival of you as a, as an individual. Um, I I think it's just the internet allows us to take our narcissism to a whole nother level. Yeah. Certainly um, does. Yeah. No, I th- because for 14 bucks, you can buy it. a .com and you're somebody. Speaking of that, by the way, I just redid my or, website. I put my resume up and I linked to this podcast. Nice. Aspentime.com. Yeah, way to go. Enjoy it. Um, yeah. But uh, the whole Instagramming your life and especially it, 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 to me it seems like you're just doing something in order to catalog it, in order to show other people that you've done it. Not just not to do it, you know. I didn't go to that club because I, I wanted to go to the club. I want I went to that club so that I want so that other people could see me at the club, and then I could tell other people later on that I was at that club. You know, it's two different points of view, but right. using something I I really don't uh, care for clubs. Um, <laughs> Nonsense, but, Matt. Yeah. I know what you do every weekend. So the people at, at this new this new job that I've had for. A little over two a weeks, week and right? a half, a week almost and a half, two weeks, yeah. um, almost two weeks. Uh, it's, there's a big community of people who hit the up the east side after work. Wait, people that work at a bar, yeah, go to other bars and drink all the time. Mm-hmm. Last <laughs> night they were all going. Count to, me among the surprised. Last night they were all going up <laughs> to the casino. Yeah, <clears throat> so they could drink for thirty minutes after they got off work. Which As I, they do, yeah, kind of, kind of dumb. Um, but yeah, going to the, to the east side because you can, you know. Which, if you're not drink familiar, twenty four hours. For those of us that do not live in the area and are unfamiliar with the east side, well, we've covered the east side of St. Louis before, but let's cover it again because it's definitely well, one gonna of my favorite a, topics. I was going to give a quick rundown. It's it's a it's the east part of St. Louis, which east is at technically in Illinois, mm-hmm. and it is it is where you can find strippers and all night nightclubs and Mm -hmm. 24-hour drinking and back actually before it was a federal thing in the 70s and 80s like I remember my dad talking about this you could drink in Illinois when it was 19 like that's kind of how that area got its start because all the like Missouri was 21 Mm -hmm. and all the kids would go over there to to tie one on but um yeah that's East St. Louis a lot of shootings and heroin and that sort of thing yeah anyway um I said that whole thing to segue into the whole thing at work is I think that my coworkers believe I'm retarded because <laughs> hold on, say that again just so I can make sure I heard I it right. I think my coworkers at my new job believe me to be retarded or have some sort of mental <laughs> disability. Asperger's or something. Where I'm slow. Well, I believe I, I'm, if not full blown Asperger's, I'm, I have a little burgers. <laughs> you have butt burgers. You may not have Aspergers, but you have yeah. butt burgers. Um, no, I'm definitely, I'm definitely on the uh, Asperger spectrum and autism spectrum. I, I have no official di- diagnosis of Aspergers, but it's, uh, 
Yeah. Well, that's neither here nor there. So wait, so you're the. You remember the, that episode the of The Office? Kind of undeniable. When Holly, they convince Holly that Kevin Malone is yeah. is s- slow, and yeah. and she's like, "You drive your own car." <laughs> yeah. You should try and play it off as much as possible, and in like two weeks, just just oh, hold on. Let me okay. Finish the story. Anyway, um, yeah, because because I've been I've been really quiet, not really talking a whole lot. Just normal Matt mode when, Mind your business, when Matt make first your money. starts to get you, or, yeah. or first starts to get to know you. I'm not going to talk if you know. I'm not going to talk to you a whole lot. Mm-hmm. That's why I don't do very well in social situations. I'm an observer mm-hmm. when I first meet people. I'll sit back. I'll watch. I'll watch you to see how you act, and then react. Says the guy right who co-hosts the podcast. But go on. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, it's totally two different things. It but, totally is. Yeah. But anyway, um, I'm not. A, I'm not a social butterfly, especially with people I, I've just met. So. Getting to know the people that I work with, you know, you got to give me a couple weeks, and then once I get to know you, I'll joke here, joke there, but I'm very kind of trepidatious until then. So, yeah, I, I definitely am thinking about trying to drag this thing out as long as possible <laughs> and make people think that I'm retarded. I, I know the GM doesn't doesn't think so, because we've had conversations, and you, sure. you, you can tell. Sure. Um, but... <laughs> The main, one of the main bartenders. She was bartending when I came in to fill out an application. There, I hope there's a story was, here. What did she say? She was all, well. She was also serving last night, and towards the end of the night, they're trying to get some stuff done. And I, I have all my stuff done. I'm just kind of waiting around for them to do stuff. And Your kitchen's closed. Yeah. yeah. She sticks a broom in my hand, and she's like, "Go sweep," and she just points, and I'm like, "Okay," and so I just went over there, and. and the other bartender, the bartender comes over to her, and they have this hush conversation. I can tell it's about me. Sure, it's one of those. Yeah, yeah. And <laughs> I hear. I love where this is going. I hear the bar. I, I kind of. I go around the corner. On the very where they edge can't of my see seat. me, and then just just shuffle. Just just come over to to the side where they can't see me, but I can still hear. And I hear the bartender say, "I don't know. Just be nice to him." <laughs> Dear God! So, I, number one, I, de- I don't know. Just be <laughs> number one. They they definitely definitely sure uh, either think that I'm really weird or really slow. Yeah, or a combination of the two. Yeah, yeah. So I'm going to play off. If they ask me about, it, I'm gonna I'm gonna tell them that I just say it flat out. I have Aspergers and see where that gets me. <laughs> right. Um, but 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 I, but isn't it considered impolite? I mean, I guess in the social. I, that's impolite to ask, right? For me to tell them I have Asperger's? No. No, for someone to say, are you like all that? Like, how do you even ask that? I don't think it's impolite, but then I have Asperger's. So how would, <laughs> f- would I know? <laughs> <laughs> well, fair point, but... <laughs> Touche, sir. Touche. <laughs> yeah, chalk one up for you, but how do you... Is that how... Like, is there... Like... Because I know there's, like, there's people that hate... People that hate fag obviously or mm-hmm. things like that but like how do you how do you is there i know there's a stigma with the word retard and retarded but like yeah. how do you like what's the is is there a protocol for determining that sort of thing or you know no, what i mean no there's not at all no i mean not really like what basically what you're saying is there is there a slang term that i can use to 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 no they can use like and that's it just got me thinking to like what's the social cue for no because they they're yeah. Well, because if they're, they're not, really they're going to be like, "What the hell?" Yeah. As they 
deserve to be. But people, people like with, what's well, people with Aspergers tend to be either underachievers or overachievers. Number one, uh-huh. uh huh. Number two, they're usually and let's be honest, we know which one exactly. you are. But um, they're usually really smart. And um, let's call your mom live on the show right now. <laughs> you usually Ma- mad? Yeah. Is this mad? You usually can't tell, right? That they have some sort of. And it has has nothing to do with their intelligence. Unless you've been around that sort of thing. It has absolutely everything to do with the way the brain is wired to think. Yeah, 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 yeah. The way you approach social Particularly situations with, with people. Yeah. Yeah. Um, autism, it's, it has even more of a debilitating wiring of the brain. Right. Um, which you're still just as intelligent as a normal person. Oh, yeah. You just, um, they're just different... Different ways you can and, and cannot communicate. Yeah, with Aspergers, um, you're kind. You had you have no none of the instinctual social cues mm-hmm. of other people. So you have to learn so by I know observing. People, I know people that are perfectly normal though <coughs> that do not have any of those. Yeah, you know what I mean. But, I, you, but like I like I was saying with the job, like give me a month and I'll be just like a normal person. But yeah. it's going to take me a month to acclimate to the way you're acting. To get to know you and to observe you over the course of yeah. several encounters, so I can see okay, so do a do a scientific study. This is how the act, person acts acts in these situations. Yeah. Therefore, I need to act this way in these situations. Yeah. So I'm constantly kind of tailoring my personality to meet other pers- people's personalities. Sure. And I'm really only truly myself with half a dozen people. Yeah, I would argue less than that even. Probably, probably. I'm not even myself with Chris and Jessica. Because half a honestly. dozen is six. You realize that? Yeah, I know. Like, let's narrow it down. Two. Yeah. Three, maybe. Yeah. I'm not even myself around my family. So. I'm not, but only because I know they wouldn't like it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I, I, I don't, I don't purposely want to put you through. Yeah, or <laughs> the discovery that I'm not at all what you want me to be, or the, or the fact that they would have they, that that uh, if you act acted like yourself for five minutes, you yeah. would then have to spend four hours explaining why you're acting like that. Yeah, like they would immediately have to get down to the root causes of it and why are you acting so weird. Yeah, uh, yeah. Anyway, anywho, that's hilarious though. You should you should update us on that when there's more news. But that's incredible. Okay. Um, I don't know. Just be nice to him. Yeah, that's because I thought maybe you were going off of just your own sort of. Yeah, this is what I think, but that's oh dear God, that's amazing. <laughs> I th- I think that they 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 think that I either have some sort of learning disability or I'm just really weird. maybe they think you're like a like, like a serial killer or a rapist or something. I don't know. You know, I yeah. don't know. I don't think it's so. All, at this point, it's all within the realm of possibility. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um. But yeah, I, I I honestly do hope that the rumor goes around that I'm retarded. Yeah. Or that I have some sort of, you know. If you were a true mastermind, Matt, and we'll move on after this point, uh-huh. unless you got something else to say, but if you were a true mastermind, here's, within the next month, this mm-hmm. would be your goal. And I'll pitch this to you, and uh, you're more than welcome to do what you want with it. But uh, you <laughs> try and convince them that just through a series of comments or what have you, or maybe as they ask you or get to know you better, try and convince them that ordinarily, uh, regularly, you're on uh, some type of medication. Uh-huh. Maybe get a specific one if that would help. 
Like just no, go- no. Go- well, no. Google it. No, no. Hold on, hold no, on, hold on. I, I wanna, I wanna make one up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that well, that's true. But so convince them of that, and then, and then, and then, but be like, I can't really afford it now. I was between jobs, that kind of thing. And or see if you can get money from people. But that's not the whole goal here. But the other thing is, and then later on, be like, oh yeah, I was able to get back on my medication, and to be a totally different person. Mm-hmm. For like a month until you run out, quote unquote, <laughs> and then go back to just shuffle bum. I'm not really sure what I'm supposed to do in life. Yeah, yeah. That, that would be that would be the ultimate ruse. Because yeah. then and they they just because then eight months down the road, if you snap at somebody or something, it's just like he's probably not on his meds. Like yeah, he- <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, no, great. we'll we'll see how it goes. We'll see how it goes. Yeah, I think the biggest problem though is that I am in the kitchen by myself. Okay, I can see. So the interactions that I'm having with people are forced interactions that that <coughs> excuse me. I have to go up to the bar mm-hmm. to uh, an area I'm not you're normally in, mm-hmm. and help them with their job. Doing the bar back thing. Yeah. And I don't have natural interactions with them as much as I would with another... Well, it's not like if you were one of the servers, because you'd be bouncing off them all day long. Exactly. And you'd or have those two-minute interactions There were a couple where... cooks in the back that were I was cooking with, okay? Yeah, true, yeah. At, at, at Hendrix, two shifts in, everybody in back of house loved me. Mm-hmm. You, Here we go. Matt you talking about people that love them. You weren't there before. I'm kidding. I'm anyway. Kidding. But uh, you know, people people had already got to know me. I was a normal dude because yeah. the whole Everybody gets a chance to interact with you. Exactly. Whereas exactly. if you just interact with them to be like, Hey, I I have this rack of glasses that you need to wash. Yeah. They don't really you know, six months could go by and they you could still murder cats in your spare time. Like, yeah. They don't you're not you're not getting <laughs> as much no, fa- as right. much face time. Right. And so that's why you know, I think with Hendrix, I was a couple shifts, and everybody yeah. was totally cool with me, and didn't think I was weird or appreciated but this job. Weird, yeah. This job at the new location I'm at. That's pretty. I'm looking they, forward to they, see how that plays out. They might out. think I'm retarded. <laughs> <coughs> anyway. Uh, did we have something specific to talk about today? I had, uh, I thought I saved a few things. Uh, it turns out I've only got one. Um, <laughs> and it's from the Huffington Post, so I kind of don't want to get into it. I also thought about... Well, sure, let's get into it. Well, here's this other thing, though. We'll talk about this, then we'll get into the official thing. Um, did you hear or see, I guess it's been around online quite a bit. I actually, you know this person, Jen Cloud. Mm-hmm. I shared this link on Facebook. Um, now the link that she shared is actually a BuzzFeed article about this other blog post that somebody made. Mm-hmm. And it's this blog post by this Christian chick who I guess is married to not a pastor, but he works in ministry or something or other. Mm-hmm. And this lady's blog post is, is about how like the whole post is about how she stopped wearing yoga pants because uh, her, she knows that yoga pants on other people make her husband stumble, and she mm-hmm. doesn't want to want to be that for other dudes. And I just thought maybe we could kick around that idea of of like this 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 modesty thing and the modesty police. And for me, at least, I like I did with everything. I looked at both sides of it. 
Yeah. And I was like, if, you know, I don't even hate on you know the Amish or whatever. If, if that's what you feel you need to do, God bless mm-hmm. you. That's your business. On the flip side, A, it does seem a little extreme to make us to make specific calls about clothes like that. Yeah. And B, which is most of the points I've seen online, is that it's so that type of thinking is based on on and, and even the like the church youth group, um, all girls have to wear t shirts over whatever swimsuit they're wearing, yeah. that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. That that's assuming or or sort of based on the presupposition that a man is some sort of uncontrollable animal who has no control over his eyes or his faculties yeah. when it comes to a woman or the female that's form of the female point. body. That's a key point. Keep the, what you just Which said in mind true. because we'll come back to it. Okay. Or well, we can talk about it now. It, that's all I'm saying, and, which is not true. I, I, I think a truly, I think with with true discipline, yes, and but, if your heart's in the right place, mm-hmm. you can get to the point where. But but absolutely, sexually but, suggestive things can be right in front of you, and you they don't cause a pattern of lust for you. Precisely. Yeah. Precisely. Due to self control. And that's your business as a man. Yeah. And if you want to be a pig who walks around and shoves whatever sexual image in front of his face he wants, that's your business too. Guess what? They're still telling us it's a free country. Yeah. So we you know? we make sure right. So here's here's the whole point about about yoga pants and and women or low cut tops or whatever else. Right. Right. It it's to Or me, for you sweaters, to me girls it's not and sweaters. Dressing yeah. provocatively. Because guess what? Man uh huh is is a, a, an, an animal with instincts and drives and urges mm-hmm. to make him do what he wants to do. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. he is also a thinking, conscious being. Yeah, that can make choices with fetishes. <laughs> yeah, who can sexualize anything? Yeah, human being can sexualize anything, and they have denim skirts. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we don't have to go down the road right? again. <laughs> you could. The denim jumper was invented to be as modest as possible. Yeah. There, as little form, as little No curves, curve or, no yeah, form. Yeah, yeah. You're not seeing anything beneath that, that. Other than just a slate of denim. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. But if I see an attractive, pretty young lady. I, you unfortunately have to say this. This is my decision. Wearing a denim jumper. I'm sorry, babe. It's, it's a turn on. Why? Because I grew up with it, and it would became fetishized in my mind yeah. at a young age. Yeah. Men and women can fetishize literally everything. Mm-hmm. The burqa. Yeah. There are people who are, are turned on by burqas. Yeah. Non-Muslims turned yeah. on by burqas. Yeah. There's Rule 34 of the internet, right? If it exists, there's porn of it. There's... Dark places of the internet where there is it exists burger yeah. fetish. Yeah. Okay. Sure. So it's it absolutely has nothing to do with the way you as a woman are dressed. Yeah. It has everything to do, or very little to say the least. Yes, very yeah. little. Okay. Yeah. You just happen to be there. You just happen to be crossing paths with somebody who's going to fetishize and lust after you. Yeah. That's just a simple fact of. of and that's their decision. And their <coughs> that's precisely. their lack of self control. Precis- yeah. Precisely. Yeah. So. Why do we enforce modesty, this idea of modesty, on women and saying, as as Christians, why do Christians say, if you're dressed provocatively, you're going to make somebody stumble? No, it doesn't work that way. You're misunderstanding sexuality. You're not going to make someone stumble. They're stumbling because they want to stumble. 
quote unquote. Or because they are. Yeah. Yeah. So it has nothing to do with how you are dressed. It has everything to do with how someone's going to fetishize you. Yeah. So well, why do, why is the church obsessed with with policing what women wear a skirt specifically, length or a, a swim particular swimsuit, or yeah. or even the women shouldn't wear pants and, and things you, like like you can find a host of skirts yeah. that are that are way more immodest than half a then dozen you je- grow jeans up or whatever thinking, out there. Yeah. You grow up thinking that somebody else's sexualization of you. Is, is your, your fault. Yeah, exactly. And your problem. Yeah. Therefore, it leads you to not, to sexualize yourself in a wrong way. Yeah. Not, so... You, or you, entirely shut you, it down. I don't know if you've read about, there's been some Christian women, either former Christian or like progressive Christian maybe or whatever, that mm-hmm. have blogged about because the way the church handles sexuality, they've they've saved themselves from marriage and gotten to their, in a, in a pure sense, didn't have sex before they got married, got into their wedding night and... Sex basically didn't work for six months to a year mm-hmm. because they don't they don't understand that you know after after thirty years of I should deny all sexuality basically that's yeah. an extreme statement but I should deny all sexuality it's 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 hard to flip a switch in the brain that oh okay wait now I can be sexual yeah it, it, you just can't you, mm-hmm. you can't do that you know? I think it has has a lot to do with the religion with religions specifically Western religions. Fear of women. Which is why it always makes me happy when super conservative friends of mine have kids within the first two years. Because I'm like, oh, okay, I'll get, thank God. Okay, at least they, all right, all right, good. <laughs> they find out how to work it right. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Somebody but, was doing something but it, right. But it has, I think it has to do with, with specifically the evangelical churches. Because God knows they're not going to go get in vitro. Yeah. And let a, let, a, let, a, let a doctor poke around in there. Yeah. Or you know, just a re- just a regular like. Uh, no, I know where you're going. I was gonna go see. I was gonna say just regular visit to the gynecologist. Oh yeah, okay. Right. Um, I thought you were going a totally different direction. No, the church, Christians specifically. Well, not Christians specifically. Christian leadership. Yeah. Throughout time. Um, afraid of women. Afraid of women's sexuality, right? Because it's afraid something of, afraid of woman leadership, right? Men, they're not sexual objects, mm-hmm. and so because oh, but we totally are. Well, we we not. You see me in a well tailored suit, man. Oh my god! Let me finish what I'm saying. I apologize. We we're not sexualized in the same way that women are. Right? Sure, yeah. it gives them a certain power. Yeah, the fact that they are sexualized in that way gives them a certain power. Mm-hmm. Um, a certain power that we don't have and can't really have unless we become women or whatever because all the whole fetishization and and we've done it to women and and done it to ourselves so yeah, we sure. fetishize them in such a way that they have this unique power of sexuality and you can even use the term over sexualization like, yes. like society over sexualizes yeah. women so in order to keep that power muted that we've given them and that they have we have to enforce strict dress codes on them, and the, we we have to assign blame to them yeah. if we have an an, an ill intention towards them. Right. We have not an ill intention. If I see a, a lady with a little uh, decotage, a little <laughs> a little uh, cleavage going on, right? I'm looking at the cleavage. Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna glance cleavage. I'm gonna try to maintain maintain eye contact. Out of it's I'm to gonna be a gentleman. Gl- I'm gonna glance cleavage. Right. Okay. Yeah. That's what the cleavage is there for. Yeah. If a girl has cleavage, it's there to be glanced at, not <laughs> stared at. Glanced at. Yeah. Okay. Sampled. Visually sampled. Okay. 
Anyway, it. But what I'm the point I'm trying the larger point I'm trying to make is that I think that not just you just take the religious connotation on it off of it, but men in general are intimidated by women who can dress provocatively, and they feel as though they can't they. It's the woman's fault because they can't control themselves. No, it's your fault because you haven't... Because you can't control yourself. Because you haven't learned how to express your sexuality within the um, the appropriate lines of civilization right. and modern and society see, and culture. To me, that's the biggest thing because they're... they're because a lot of what super conservative Christians do, which I'm very familiar with, I mm-hmm. mean... You know that I won't get into detail, but but and what they do is they totally miss like th- like they think it's the most important thing in the world to stand up in a church and 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 preach about dress codes, right? Yeah. But yet, th- it's like they totally miss the fact that it's 2015 and a 15 year old boy can grab an iPhone and look up absolutely whatever he wants. Yeah. And they totally don't even like. They're they're ashamed to talk about like we need to put we need to put controls in place or or teach young men that they need accountability if they want to be pure because those are all things that are going to help you make those right decisions mm-hmm. as a man, and they totally gloss over that. And it's all about well, let's keep those kneecaps out of you, you yeah. know. And so and so you, really you're screwing both sexes in that because you're missing you, mm-hmm. you you're you're hurting the women by teaching them that that's the that, that they can somehow control lust mm-hmm. which they can't, and you're teaching men that. If our ladies stay dressed the way they should, you guys will all be fine. And that's why you have pastors that have rampant sex with people in their churches and get caught with little boys, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Because they don't, because it's, it's such the idea that <laughs> this is the problem, this is how you fix it, when it's not at all. Yeah. It's a very small part of a big picture of, of sexuality in, in the, within a biblical context. Mm-hmm. That's what you're trying to do. Mm-hmm. So... And and to me, you brought up specifically this guy with the yoga pants, right? Yeah. He has, a, his wife stopped wearing yoga pants, right? <laughs> because his his her husband kept looking at other women's butts in yoga pants. Yeah. First off, it's spoilers, but Addison, you know what's inside those yoga pants? Spoilers to everybody who's never seen doesn't doesn't know what's inside doesn't yoga know pants. What's behind yoga pants. What, Guess what? what? what it's, is a, that? it's a butt. Are you serious? It's a butt. Are you serious? Some legs. Yeah. And uh, a vagina Mm -hmm. is what's in those yoga pants. Right. It's a butt. Yeah. We've all got them. Literally, we have them. All have them. Poop comes out of them. Right. It's a butt. But if you have a denim skirt on, there's no butt. There's like, there's no butt in there. Yeah. It's not, because it's not about the butt. It's not about the, it's not about the denim skirt. Right. It's not about the yoga pants. It's not about what she's doing. Right. It's about me. It's about me seeing that denim skirt and be like, oh my gosh. I remember when, when I was 12 years old and the only thing that I could fetishize was older girls in the church wearing denim skirts. That was, that was Matt's world of sexuality. Right, okay. Right. So, so it goes, it goes, so to me, it's like, geez, woman, instead of, instead of st- throwing out all your yoga pants because your husband can't stop looking at other women's butts, put on some yoga pants. Walk around the house wearing nothing but yoga pants. Yeah. Like, make it so that he gets his satisfaction from his fetish mm-hmm. at home with you. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. So much, and I think the Christian misses, misses this a lot, or the evangelical, let's just take that label off. So many different people yeah. 
who are, what's the word I'm looking for, Addison? Who are sexually repressed. Mistaught. Repressed. (laughs) Yeah. So many people around the world who are repressed don't realize that if they would simply feed their fetish in the right way. Yeah. Stop. Forget about repressing it. Even whatever their religion's context is for that. Yeah. Yeah. Forget about repressing themselves yeah. and feed it in the correct way. Yeah. Then they could meet that need. And and sexuality. Because God knows Song of Solomon is all about that. Yeah. 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 Exactly. <laughs> Most of marriage is specifically for two within the healthy confines of society and yeah. culture. Uh-huh. And to God's feed plan, if you buy your sexuality. That. Yeah. And your sexual fetishes in a way that is healthy and normative. And isn't uh, isn't going to hurt someone else. Yeah. So the wife shouldn't throw out her yoga pants. She should buy five more pairs of yoga pants. Right. She should wear three pairs of yoga pants at a time, and spend her day just like she's she's her husband's in the kitchen having breakfast. Yeah. She's put around the kitchen making breakfast for kids or whatever. She all of a sudden she bends over, slowly slides one pairs of yo- one pair of yoga pants all the way down her legs to the floor. Only to reveal. Only to reveal yet another pair of yoga <laughs> yet pants. Yet another pair. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And her husband's in the garage, you know, working Just on mind the car. Blown. Just he's under the car, working on the car. All of a sudden yeah. he, he sees these pair of red heels come in. <laughs> he looks, he looks up. Oh, it's... it's the ankles and calves of somebody wearing yoga pants. He comes up, rolls out from under the car. <laughs> Honey, what's up? Red heels, just red heels and yoga pants. Wow. She slowly slides down the yoga pants, down all the way to her ankles. Only to reveal. Yet another pair of yoga <laughs> pants. <laughs> then in the evening comes. He's in bed. So we got a whole day here. Thumbing through a book by Chuck Colson. Right. Or Mark Driscoll. Or Mark... To well, be fair, well, I guess he's fired. What is he? Black some sort of hippie? No. Come on, Mark Driscoll. <laughs> yeah, good point. Um, good point. But by, by James McDonald. Yeah. Yeah. He's... He's <laughs> he, he's reading something yeah. in the Christian literature book. Yeah. <clears throat> he's reading Frank Christian not nonfiction. <laughs> he looks up to his wife coming yeah. in the room. Yeah. Rubbing lotion on her elbows. She's no, in her. As you she's, do. she's in her robe, right? Sure. She's rubbing lotion on her elbows, you know, uh-huh. on her knees. She, or she gets, you know, sits down on the bed. Yeah. Pulls the robe off. Totally nude up top. Yeah. Guess what she's wearing on the bottom? Uh, I'm gonna go out on a limb here and say yoga pants. A pair of yoga pants. A pair of yoga pants. Pulls them is. off. Finally, nothing underneath. Only Just, to reveal. Only to reveal. Absolutely nothing. <laughs> she gets in bed. Christian sexy time. Yeah, as you do. Yeah, and she spent a whole day fetishizing. So now he's gonna he, he's gonna see yoga pants walking down the street, and he's gonna remind him remind himself of yeah. that awesome day yeah. where she did nothing. <laughs> there were three fairs, but cater to his lust of yoga pants. Yeah, and how she was ultimately his sexual um, fantasy because it was her doing it. Yeah, right, exactly. Yeah. And she was meeting his yeah. need to to uh, to to have this this. This part of his sexuality fulfilled yeah. and fed. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I, I, I don't get why people blame their sexual their sexuality on other people. Yeah. They, oh, your cleavage made me stumble because I can't, I've never gotten over boobs. Yeah. Or I, I don't have the self-control. Yeah. Yeah. Like they are just boobs. Okay. Yeah. There's literally, literally seven billion boobs. <laughs> 
That's <laughs> only tells us, that's only yeah. women's boobs. I'm yeah. not talking about 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 man, man boobs. boobs either. Bo- Buddha boobs, right? Okay. <laughs> I'm not talking about bra boobs. <laughs> right. I'm talking about bra boobs. Yeah. Boobs in bras. <laughs> right. Boobs that are in bras, not boobs that are on bras. Anyway, next up now, and this is partially to our listener and partially to you as well, Matt. Do you think there's any interest in perhaps a, a YouTube program or a short, small podcast uh, entitled uh, uh, "Matt Dramatizes uh, Christian Sexuality"? Yeah, because <laughs> it's a sort of light erotica for some people, uh-huh. probably, <laughs> or perhaps the 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 well-meaning. A uh, young evangelical woman, mm-hmm. married young evangelical woman, would 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 do well to find inspiration for for whatever, sure <laughs> for whatever it might be. Sure, Christians, um, subscribe now and only two dollars an episode. Exploring Christian sexuality with your host, Doctor mm-hmm. Matthew Hume. Yeah, exactly, self-proclaimed Doctor Matthew. Anyway, really doctor. <laughs> yeah, disclaimer. Yeah, Matt Hume is not really a doctor. <laughs> Thank you for listening. Anyhow. That was great. No, I agree with you. I agree with you totally. It's 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 really a matter of it's self control, which the church doesn't doesn't teach at all. Like like and, in, in in all the contexts that I've ever been in, they, they they don't even have that idea. And again, like I said, they don't they don't they don't teach to the young men or to the men any any sort of practical form of, <coughs> hey, if you really don't want to struggle with this, which they shouldn't, then you need to do things like accountability. You need to n- not be out of town for a long period when your wife's not there, yada, yada, yada. You don't need to, you know, have an open internet connection, like that that, that sort of thing. You know, mm-hmm. if you if that's something that you really don't want to struggle with, you need to put the safeguards in place. Yeah. Don't worry about the yoga pants or the Victoria's Secret ad. Yeah. You know, because yeah. Victoria's Secret is always going to use sex to sell to the same young women that have been sure. brought up on this crooked system sure. for years and years. But. And it's, it's yeah, so it's not about what, uh, what, when we, when we teach self control, yeah, right. Well, we, we don't. don't but yeah, yeah. Well, when we teach self control, it's about uh, women. Make sure that you're not yeah. leading somebody astray by how you by how you're dressed. Yeah, and men don't be looking at that. Yeah, when everything in our bodies chemically says, "Hey, look at that." Yeah, and then rub up against hey, it. Hey, figure this out. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Look at it and rub on it. Yeah, and 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 dress provocatively. Right. Okay. Yeah. But you saying women dress provocatively, women be honest so that men don't sin. Right, is it's ludicrous. I know it says it in the Bible, but oh my gosh, how? Yeah, but it doesn't really though. Yeah, it does. Yeah, yeah, I guess. It, yeah, it does. But you got to remember that was even that was even <laughs> that it was says, even men too. They were writing the like in the New Testament. You know, women shouldn't adorn their hair like all, all those sorts of things. Like that's all. Oh, that has nothing. No, that has nothing to do. It's just women be modest because of. So your brother doesn't stumble, and also with the whole jewelry adorning the hair, yeah. making making up with eyes—that has nothing to do with men. That has everything to do with angels. You think so? Yeah. In the New Testament, it says it's Paul, either Peter or Paul. I think it's Paul talking about about how women should dress and act yeah, accordingly. I remember that. And it says there's one line because of the angels, because in the Old Testament. Women wore makeup and had piercings and all tattoos and all these other things, uh-huh. and angels went nuts for them. And then you have the Nephilim, and whatever it's in your Bible. 
Don't tell me. Okay, no, I'm fine. Don't I tell me I'm I wrong. I didn't say anything. About something anything that's that... in your Bible that you believe 100% of, I... yet don't want to admit that it actually happens. I... I said nothing of the sort. I think you're ready to get this. Great Demons thing. are sexually attracted to women. What can I say? <laughs> Specifically, Christian women in denim skirts who don't wear makeup. Are you saying and you're, then started are you saying wearing you're makeup. I'm, 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 I'm a half demon. Can you be I'm summoned? A demon human hybrid. I think that's hybrid. that's. You cannot summon me. Okay. Well, then the process isn't complete. Yeah. 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 I'm too fat to get through the mirror. <laughs> I don't know, man. There's like some full wall mirrors. Like, like if I was in a dance studio, uh-huh. where, <laughs> where there's a there's a wall that's a mirror. Maybe there's one of those like, funhouse possibly... mirrors that makes me thin as I'm coming. Yeah, through. Exactly. Then you could just kind of yeah. you'd be like it'd be like, yeah. <laughs> you just you'd be, it'd be like <laughs> you just pop right out. That image is incredible. Or like have to like scoot Just out. like a thin, sexy mat. Like have to scoot and then, out But then sideways. you start struggling. Yeah. And we're like, why is he struggling? He's so thin. But you're struggling. You're struggling. Mm-hmm. And then when you come out, you're just, boom, there's Matt. Yeah. Like Ben's reality around myself. Yeah. Oh, that's great. Um, all right. So let's talk about the stuffing the post thing. And I clicked on it because the headline, I have not read this. I'm interested to see the implication or what he actually means. Huffington Post again. I'm I'm, I'm sorry. I, I I don't. I apologize for bringing that to the table. Um, I'm sure it could be found somewhere else. The headline is Obama says treating drug use as a criminal problem is quote counterproductive. President Barack Obama continues to speak out against mass incarceration. Pause. Mm-hmm. Now, unless I'm confused about the actual statistics. This president has locked up more whistleblowers and journalists than any other president. Yes, but we also live in a time where more whistleblowers and journalists are getting locked up than ever before. So that's well, it, potato, potato. But still, anyways, it's, it's just, just 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 like you say, we'll push, push mass incarceration is a bad thing. Edward Snowden, you bastard! Like, like, okay, little like, is it or isn't it, Barry? Like, well, we're, talk, we're talking now. about incarceration due to drug use, not incarceration sure, due to sure mass incarceration state secrets to, and, and espionage. Yeah, <coughs> but still, you know, like, um, but you could say you know Bush did more to. Uh, to, see, that's to bail out the banks than any other president did before. But we were bailing out banks in that time. kind of. Thing. Yeah, but yeah, we were exactly. right in the middle of bailing out banks for billions and, and billions and billions of dollars. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. yeah well, You'd have to bail out, you know, we were bailing, we bailed out every single bank yeah. in the world. Yeah. Um. Anyway, so, you you know. That's a fair it's, point. It's, it's, it has more to do with the, with the time he was in, pre- he was president mm-hmm. than, um, necessarily to this, his direct then, actions. Yes. Yeah, I Because think, I like, Bush didn't have an... Bush, Clinton, they didn't have any of these NSA allegations or revelations, right? Well, I don't think... Going back, though, I don't think... I don't even think the NSA had the power that they have now until sort of the Patriot Act, right? Like, wasn't... Yeah. Didn't that yeah. kind of, like... But that was under Bush. Yeah, hey, it was under Bush. Hey, carte blanche, do whatever you want. <laughs> like, But no one, no one knew what the carte, that carte blanche meant until... Until Bush Obama's presidency, and then you have all these whistleblowers, whistleblowers and, and stuff, stuff like yeah. that, and the point. United States government obviously trying to prosecute, sort of them. silence that, and all that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So yes, he's going to be he's going to be that president who quote unquote um, prosecutes. I'm looking forward to Obama's tell-all book. 
which I think should be around 2020, if my math is right. Yeah, I don't care. Um, I figure library 2020. 20, 2018. I'm sure that book's probably already written somewhere. <laughs> he's got a draft. He, I'm sure he's got a draft, and he just has to be. You yeah. know, he doesn't have a draft. His speechwriters have a draft, and yeah. it just has to be edited down a couple hostile, times. Hostile terrorists break into the White House yeah. with guns, and they, they, they go towards a file that's marked President Barack Obama's tell-all. Yeah. And he's like, he's like, no, 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 here, just have the nuclear football. Yeah. Just go, go ahead and take that. Remember, he put out two <laughs> this books is my in, the four, in, the four, in the four years and two years leading up to his presidency. He put out two different books. I knew he had the one. one of which was, her. no, he, one of which he wrote, I think, before he became a senator, and one he wrote as he... One he published as he was starting to campaign. Speaking of that, if we could, let me just say one thing about Obama, which I don't think we've said on the show before, and that's why I want to say it because he's he's in my head, and we've had this quick conversation, and we'll get back to this story in a second. But does it not seem? And I by no means am trying to say that this is the only case in politics where this is this has happened. But does it not seem just wildly suspicious? I don't like that word, but that's the best word here. Wildly suspicious that, like, how quick he was, like, not a dude to the president. It just seems so, excuse me, goddamn quick. Because, yeah. I mean, you have you have all these other, and it seems to me, and again, I'm 26, I haven't even, you know, had my head in politics for that long. <laughs> but it seems to me that, I mean, there are presidential names that are floating around. Like, we've even talked about some on this show that have kind of always been around, and people have always really been talking about him the being always president and, yeah. and, and certain families and stuff. And then and then it just seemed like, you know, oh, here's a senator from Illinois who's running for president, and now he's president for two terms. Well, that's why he's the Antichrist, don't you know? Well, <laughs> okay. But like on a serious note, like, doesn't that seem just a little like, okay, well, who, like, bankrolled? Like, why is, like... Yeah, we, like where did that dude just show we, up with the money and the the, the wherewithal to be president? A, that's, you that's, know what I mean? It's a great point about the psyche of the American people is that we automatically assume a conspiracy. I'm not though. You just did. You said where does he get the bankroll? Where does he get the money? You automatically assume because it takes a, that, the, the, but the facts are it takes a ton of money to run for president. Yes, but you automatically assume that somebody who's only been in politics for four years couldn't have couldn't gain enough steam due to his own politics and the fact that he's enigmatic and can get people to to do things for him and work with him and work for him. And you, you're you automatic. Really, you're autom- no, hold on. Let me finish the thought. Okay. You're automatically assuming that there's some sort of conspiracy at work here because how how could anybody have gotten that yeah. far in those two to four years? Okay. Well, Elizabeth Warren's only been around for. For a couple of years, right? Oh, has she's, she? Yeah, okay. see, she, I didn't know that. She's gaining it's, a lot of okay. a lot of steam. Well, she's been in politics um, at the state level for I want to say about eight years at the federal level or at the at the yeah, like the okay the federal level. Like she's she's a congressman, yeah, but she's a, a state senator who's in Congress, whatever. Um, no, she's not a state senator. She's a congressperson, um, like U.S. Congress, um. But she's only been at that level for four years, maybe. Yeah. Uh, but has gained a lot of steam in that time. Um, but but I I I do think that there is a is a a cabal of powerful people who said, "Well, we can. This person is perfect." You for mean in terms of banks and just whoever I, I, might I, be? Or... I think that that the level of corruption in the American government is such that no one could get elected to the presidency unless they were already completely corrupted or at least corruptible. Um, I, 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 I don't know what to think about Barack Obama sometimes. And I don't, Yeah, I don't either. I really don't. I don't think 
he as a person is that big a deal. I exactly. I really don't. It's either. the people using him or the people telling him what to do who are the big deal. Anyway, he's just a pawn, just like the rest of us. Um, there's there's. Any, it doesn't surprise me that he went from zero to sixty, and that's okay. what basically well, that's what we're talking about. We're him yeah, talking exactly. about him yeah. going from zero to sixty, from just a from dude to Harvard White graduate, House. yeah, to White House. Very short period of time, yeah. <coughs> and by short period of time, twenty years, of course. Well, right? yeah, but even from in politics, grad- though, he was just the just a senator, right? Yeah, that's all he did. He had been a state. He had been a state level senator. Because I don't know. I just and again, I'm only 26. But like from what I recall, like even with like Clinton and Bush, it was just like well, B- B- Bush obviously had the family thing. But like with Clinton, like wasn't it like like his wife's been in politics forever and he was a governor and all. He was of a governor. Like, I mean, just years and years and yeah. years of politics. And he was I governor I, of and, Arkansas. And, and correct for me if I'm wrong, years. but I don't see that with with Barack Obama. Well, he was a state senator, but he didn't have the national stage yet. Yeah, and that's just that. And one all of term, a sudden, we right? he had the national stage. Yeah, he only had the one term as senator. Like I'm not. Uh, no, he had a term and a half. He had two. He had uh, three years. Okay. Yeah. See, still though. Yeah. Well. He had a two year term and then a, a. And I don't care. I know the Illuminati makes all these decisions for us. I'm sure, just saying. Yeah. But absolutely. Yeah. Anyhow, uh, okay, so let's continue on here. President Barack Obama continues to speak out against mass incarceration, the devastating impact of our drug policies on communities of color, and his expectation that marijuana legalization will continue to spread. Obama's comments came today during his YouTube interviews um, with YouTube bloggers Bethany Mota, Glozell Green, and Hank Green. I don't know who any of those people are, side note, but... Some Obama nuggets from today's interview include this on marijuana. Quote, what we're seeing now is Colorado, Washington, through state referenda, they're experimenting with legal marijuana, the president said in response to a question from host Hank Green. Quote, the position of my administration has been that we will still have federal laws that classify marijuana as an illegal substance, but we're not going to spend a lot of resources trying to turn back decisions that have been made at the state level on this issue. My suspicion is that you're going to see other states start looking at this. And, I mean, that's the case. Um... What I am doing at the federal level, Obama responded, is asking my Department of Justice just to examine generally how we are treating nonviolent drug offenders because I think you're right. And apparently, you know, that was in response to a question. Mm -hmm. What we have done is instead of focusing on treatment the same way we focus, say, with tobacco or drunk driving or other problems where we treat it as a public health problem, we've treated this exclusively as a criminal problem, the president said. I think that it's been counterproductive and it's been devastating Absolutely. a lot of minority communities. Yeah. It presents the possibility at least of unequal application of the law, and that has to be changed. I agree with that 110%. Yeah. Um, <coughs> I think I the, only agree uh, 100% because you can't have 110% in anything. It's a it's an impossible I, number. I, I'm just saying. I think the stats are there to back that up. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I personally know a friend of mine who had I can't remember how much weed it was on him, but he and he's got a felony, but no jail time, yeah, whatsoever, um, and just has to serve out his probation, and then it's gone. Yeah, like he has the kind of probation that once he serves, it's gone. It's not even a criminal record, mm-hmm. and uh, it just blows my mind. Like I've even said it to him and joking. I was like, dude, if you were black, like you, you'd be screwed. Yeah, like you would be in prison for that. Not a long time, eighteen months, whatever it is, but your life would have been permanently altered. Not that it isn't necessarily based on what he had to do, but you would have had to go to prison for that, and that's yeah. wildly unfair. And, and, and that me, should not change based on municipality or race or anything yeah. like that. Let me so. make this point in order to make a larger point. 
drugs are everywhere. Drugs are everywhere. Yeah. If you can't find drugs... You're not looking. It's because no one will sell you drugs because they think you're a narc. Um, <laughs> it's true. If you can't find drugs, it's because you seem to, to be the kind of person who would tell on somebody for selling drugs. And that's the reason why you can't find drugs. Yeah. If you are any other kind of person... You know where drugs are. You know where drugs are. I know where drugs are. Whether you want them or not. I have half a dozen people right now I can contact and get drugs. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. They're everywhere. Everywhere. Now, heroin mm-hmm. is bad, bad, terrible drug. Yeah, I've seen it do terrible things to people. Terrible, terrible drug. It's but if you have out. somebody who, is, who isn't violent, who wouldn't hurt anybody, wouldn't steal... They just want to have a good time. They just want to forget about their depression for a little while, right? Mm-hmm. Or take some Oxycontin or whatever. Or Vicodins or whatever okay. it is. Yeah. Um, so you buy some drugs. Yeah. And it's another, you know, normal person, not hurting anybody, right. just trying to get high. Right. Selling you drugs. Yeah. Okay. Not commit, Not contributing to any violence, even though drugs on a large scale. Uh, because of the illegality, yeah, sure. you have cartels and, and a tremendous amount of violence that builds up around drugs. That industry, right. Specifically because it's illegal. Yeah. Notwithstanding. Not continue. because drugs and violence go hand in hand. Right. They, they do not. Right. They only go hand in hand because they're forced to go hand in hand because of laws Yeah. that say they're illegal and they're bad. Same thing when people ki- were killing each other during prohibition. Yeah. 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 So if you remove... The illegality. Or before internet porn was legal, when people were killing each other over boobs. Yeah. Yeah. So if you remove the illegality, of course, everybody remembers that. Yeah, it's a terrible time. Everybody remembers the 60s. It was, 2002. Ter- it was awful. Yeah. Awful. Yeah. Um, but if you remove the illegality, you also remove the violence. Yeah. Okay. So what happens when somebody gets caught with um, two or three grams worth of heroin? Hey, that's a lot of heroin. What if somebody gets caught with an ounce of weed? It's yeah. not that much weed. But what if they had split it up into four different parts? Because mm-hmm. they bought the sounds for them, and then they were going to give another to a friend or something, mm-hmm. or right? whatever it is, yeah. They go to jail. What does jail do? <laughs> yeah. It takes a normal person who just wanted to have a good time and wanted to get high and wanted to get out of their headspace for a little while, and it turns them into a criminal. Jail turns you into a criminal. Specifically the prison system, but yeah. Yes. Yeah. The prison system is is a it's a oh and to the people it's a breeding ground for criminal behavior to the people that say by the way and this just occurred to me based on what you were saying about prisons I have friends that uh, people really close to me actually and I won't get into detail I could tell you um, <clears throat> who say that that. Oh, they just need to get clean for a while. They need to go to prison and just get clean for a while. Yeah, they're not going to get clean. In that's prison. an absolutely laughable it's joke. The dumbest, stupid, so stupid. And 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 because and every single I that mean, person has you no, see these like yeah. true crime shows, these reality shows, they're going to prisons. Like, there's drugs all over prison. There's more drugs in prison than there is on the outside. Well, I don't know if that's the case, but but literally, like that's that's yeah. that's a laughable joke to think that no, they're better off 
even if the court decides or whatever, you know, to go to a treatment, that kind of thing. That mm-hmm. I, I kind of okay, I get that. But even that, what do you have? You have thirty people that are getting up and following a daily routine that all want to get drugs, yeah, really badly. But also, <laughs> you know? what you're doing is you're creating a a culture, a a small civilization, a microcosm of of society in which violence and intimidation are currency. Mm-hmm. Okay. You don't have any money in, in prison, right? Right. What What's the currency? It's violence. Yeah. It's intimidation. You're turning people who have done something wrong, and you're putting them in a system in which... You have to do wrong to get or do anything. Yes. In order to protect yeah. yourself, you have to be a violent person. When you put a guard in prison, the CO... And there might be one CO for every 10 to 20 prisoners. Or whatever it is, yeah. Okay. So you put them in that situation in which they're vastly outnumbered. They have hardened criminals who do nothing but conspire criminal behavior. Yeah. And conspire, conspire to get... Because if you can get drugs in prison... Whether it's drugs or communication, You can have power. Things you're not supposed right? to have or whatever it yeah. is. Yeah. If you can get heroin in prison or marijuana in prison, you can then give that to other people... And your power increases, your ability yeah. to intimidate increases. Yeah. Correct. Nine times out of ten, corrections officers are in on it too. They're the ones that are getting the drugs and stuff for <laughs> yeah, for other sure. prisoners because they know if they don't, they will die. Yeah. They will be killed or be in a very different yeah. place. Yeah. Or even as a CO, it even goes for things like tobacco. Yeah. Which are if you could be illegal. Or whatever if you're the is. good CO, yeah. who never who who oh, doesn't turn a blind eye. Yeah. Who does everything correctly? Guess what? You're, you're going to get killed by the other on. COs. Yeah, because you're you are. It's prison. The prison system in America has created nothing more than the gangsters were in the 1920s. Because gangster culture, well, in a criminal school, particularly yeah. for people that have never been there. Gangster culture in the 1960s. Criminal culture in the 1920s. Right. Was helped was to be created by prohibition. Yeah. It was always there. People trying to trying to do things illegally to get money. Yeah. But when you have something so large that is illegal, um, it created it created an entire industry um, around criminal behavior. Yeah. Um, See, my thing is, to me, the big thing is race because it's like I don't think I don't no I don't think it's race. But. Well, that's the thing that upsets me the most because because to me it's like why wouldn't you. Like first offense, if you're white, you'll probably get off with with, with probation. And by get off, I mean don't go to jail. Mm-hmm. You may you may have probation, you may have classes, you may have whatever it is. Yeah. But if you're but if you're a minority, you're probably going to to prison. Yeah. And that that to me is like, well, why don't we just make it maybe not a federal law, but like a good idea or something. I don't even know how you do it, but like you know, like first offenses. If if someone's never been charged with anything criminally whatsoever, and and they have some sort of drug offense, like okay, that. Shouldn't that be treatment? Yeah, like especially if 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 it's an addict type situation, mm-hmm. like you know if they if they got caught with an ounce of weed, you know that that's one thing. But like you know if it's like a pill thing or heroin or meth or whatever it is or whatever harder whatever, like shouldn't shouldn't that be a treatment thing? Yeah, because there's there, there's a medical problem there. There's a medical well, problem. Well, I, I, the 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 prevailing idea I think in law enforcement today is the that if system. they are a white person with drugs, they are a user. And if they're a black person with drugs, they are a dealer. Yeah, isn't that isn't that 
the prevailing yeah. understanding of the situation. If you're a black person who gets caught with an ounce of weed, then you're selling that weed. You're a dealer. Yeah. If you're a white person you're who gets caught, somehow caught, caught with, yeah. an, with an ounce of weed, then you are a user. Yeah. And that's where you, you draw the line between dealer and user. Um, so they're, they, you know, they want to prosecute the dealers, but there's also a bias that all black people sell and consume drugs. Yeah. Um, but only specifically, specific white I mean, people. NWA figured that out a long time ago for yeah, us. Yeah. Only specific white people, um, consume drugs. Yeah. You know. Anyhow. This might go along but with the internet definitely, thing. Definitely a problem. It's the only thing the, that Obama's uh, ever probably said or done that I actually that I actually sit back and say, okay, yeah, yeah I get that. Good, good point there, sir. There are there are a lot, a lot of his stuff he does. Yeah, there are a lot of uh, speaking as countries. a taxpayer is getting ready to do his taxes and have to pay the tax for Obamacare. Looking forward to that. Anyhow, um. <laughs> <clears throat> Apparently this year I've talked to a couple friends who've done their taxes. Apparently this year it's like one percent, like a really small, like one percent of your income is the penalty, mm-hmm. and then like next year it's like four or five, and then it's just gonna keep going up. And I made the joke to my buddy. I was like, "Wait, so like in like twenty twenty three, like would you, just a hundred percent, just yeah. everything, everything we make, we make, it's just that's the penalty. You don't have insurance, you got to pay it." Yeah, <laughs> but who knows. And then, you know, we'll have some GOP guy in there who thinks that the right thing to do is overturn it now that you've already got a system that is sort of like, okay, how do we deal with this with, with you know, drug companies and doctors and insurance companies and everything? Mm-hmm. And then and then they'll just have to go back and be like, okay, now what do we, how do we deal with the new thing? It's just, it's, yeah. And, and again, it's, it's a pile of money. We've too, talked but, about this before ad nauseum. There is, there's no, there's not one Republican in this, in the world, there's not one politician in the United States, who uh, honestly wants to overturn, um, I don't think so. Of overturn the Affordable Care Act, and if they do, if they honestly believe that, they are deluded. They are a pawn being used in somebody else's game. There's a state senator out there campaigning on we need to repeal Obamacare, and he actually believes it. Mm-hmm. Then he's simply being fed a line by his donors. Um. Or, and especially if he's a presidential hopeful, he might not realize <laughs> that there are much bigger donors awaiting down the line to keep yeah. him in place. It's a, <laughs> like, uh, you know what I mean? It's a political football. Because you know what drunk companies are doing right now? Yeah, On they're Obamacare. making it rain. Yeah. That's exactly what they're doing. Um, there's no politician in care. America who wants to repeal the Affordable Care Act. Um, because there's no, uh, there's no pharmaceutical company or no one in the medical industry wants to um, Big Pharma does basically doesn't want to uh, repeal Obamacare because it's a lot of money. That's a really annoying noise. Um, Let's move on. But yeah, they're 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 all they're all feeding into this idea that their constituents believe and think. You know, the 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 hard right Republicans say, "I'm only going to vote for somebody unless they say they're going to repeal Obamacare." So the politician says, "I'm going to repeal Obamacare." They don't want it just do for it, a segment though. of votes. Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah. Um, like I said, let's move on. We've we've talked about all that before. It, so be it. Yeah. Let's wrap up the show. Um, we should do something on YouTube, Matt. I know I brought this. We've talked about this off the air, but I'm saying mm-hmm. it on the air. I, I, I don't know uh, what. I have it. I've got it right now. I'm going to put on some yoga pants, <laughs> and I'm going to do... Three pairs? 
Yes, I'm going to do an exercise video. It takes three pairs to control all this jiggle. Are you kidding me? Well, do they... Have you still not seen this voluptuousness? And I'm not trying to be rude, but... Are yoga pants available? In, in my size? Yes. Thank you. Yes. That wasn't what I was going to say. Fat girls yes. wear yoga pants, too. Yeah. But, and they stretch. Yeah, but... Man. I'm just... I'm just... It just... I haven't seen Come on, buddy. a person Come of on, your buddy. caliber. My caliber. Wear yoga pants that yeah. I can recall. Yeah. Most Typically, of the time. it's a very thin white girl. Yeah, most of the time. It with is. Starbucks. <coughs> That's all I'm saying. Anyways, no, we need to do something on YouTube. We need to, we need to branch out and do something more fun. Let's do, let's do, let's do an eight-episode season. Let's do an eight-episode run. There could be ten-minute episodes. Mm-hmm. Very short. Simple editing, simple shoot. And Matt Matt narrates Christian sexuality. Can okay. you dramatize 10 scenarios? Sure. There's only one, and I was thinking about this the other day, there's only one um, stipulation that I have. What's that? There's. Uh, I will do it. I will do whatever you want, but only on one condition. There must be absolutely no filtering of language or content, period. None whatsoever. I won't do it. YouTube might, but I won't. Okay. I mean, but you're not going to get... I mean, there's not going to be, like, just genitalia flying about. No, there's yeah, not yeah, going to yeah, be any yeah. nudity. Yeah. No, but, but I'll let you there, dramatize there, there Okay, will, that's there fine. There will be no bleeps. It's Here. You can't really... It's a handshake. Can you hear that handshake? I held my mic there. It's Yeah, you can't really hear it. Anyway. We shook hands on it, and that's fair. Mm-hmm. Because it'll be your show, and, and if you... Like I said, 10-minute episodes, eight of them, be the first season. Yeah. And then we can, what I'll do is, I, I'm not even going to be in it. I, I really, I don't want to be because this is your idea and I think it's hilarious on its own. Although maybe it was my idea. But anyways, I, lo- <laughs> I, I love this idea and I want you to do it and I want it to be your thing. And then I, and I don't want to do, I don't want to be in it unless you have like a role for me to play or whatever, you know, in, in the dramatization. Mm-hmm. But it could just be like you reading. Like you could just pull it from a book or whatever. Like you could just, today on Matt. Dramatizes Christian sexuality, and then and you go into your whether it's just like a dialogue thing, yeah. You know, dirty that's stories up to you. about Christians getting it in a wholesome way. Yep, that's exactly what it is. Yeah, I need ten of them, eight of them. I said eight a minute ago. Yeah. We'll do eight, eight, ten minutes. That was the number ten. Ten minute episodes, eight, eight long. Her so what you need to bre- do is her large breasts heaved and swayed like mounds. Like hills, does, like mountains. He could only think. He could only think of the hill upon which Christ was crucified, Golgotha, <laughs> the cross of Christ standing upon up on top of the hill, like a nipple on so much tit flesh. It doesn't need to be done in the form of I think, erotica. I think I just tra- traumatized myself a little bit there. A little scary, yeah. But no, yeah, you need to come up with eight premises, and then you can build those into 10-minute episodes. Okay, all right. Eight to 10-minute episodes. You know, because it doesn't need to be an exact science of, I need 10 minutes of dialogue, or whatever it is. Mm. But let's do it. Eight episodes. Can you do it? Maybe. Let's do it this year. That's a wide-open goal. <laughs> I mean, it's January, what, 29th? So. Maybe. We're, we're going to talk about it more. We're going to brainstorm. Basically, what we're saying is tripod broadcasting is, is 
We're going to branch out this year. A conglomerate. We're, we're trying yeah. to branch out. We're trying to do a little bit more things just to bring you more content. Stuff. So uh, be looking way, for Snake that. Peak, there'll probably be a new show on Tripod Broadcasting before long. Ooh. Now. All right. Well, stay tuned for that, listeners. In the meantime, this has been Matt and Addison on the Tripod Broadcasting Network. On the show, give that some thought. At Give Thought Show on Twitter. I'm at Addison Todd. He's Suburban underscore Wizard. Facebook.com slash Give That Some Thought. Also, I don't know if I told you this, but... The quickest way to tell your friends about Give That Some Thought, givethatsomethought.com. That's right. Give that some thought. Takes you right there. All the links are available. Stitcher, iTunes, all that stuff. You get what? What do you, what do you get with uh, with uh, with Give That Some First off, it's free. You don't have to pay anything. There's nope. no paywall. Nope. There's no uh, paywall. You get this podcast. Over fifty episodes of Give That Some Thought. That's true. We're in like fifty six. Yeah, I know, right? Fifty five. Uh, you get a half a dozen episodes of a show we did and then quickly got bored of called TV Teardown. Which we need to revive. We should, but you know. Anyways, I never have time. I'm working too much. Mm-hmm. But yeah, TV Teardown is good stuff. Also, you get uh, our our sister podcast, Frozen Pizza Podcast. That's true. With uh, Corey and, and we also did a Breaking uh, Bad podcast. Corey and Alex. Yeah, Corey and Alex. Yeah. Um, Corey and Alex, you get to uh, listen to them. Two dudes from from Chicago land. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Doing it up big with the podcast. Yeah. Um, and then also, if if you're into Breaking Bad, if you're in season six of Breaking Bad, stop watching. Go listen to our commentary on the last, uh, last eight, episodes. eight episodes of Breaking Bad. Um, Good stuff. That actually made it to the new and noteworthy page of iTunes. Yeah, we, we had we uh, some minor successes with that podcast. It's got about 10,000 downloads now. Really? The whole show, yep. Damn. Yeah, you're All famous, right. man. You're wow. famous, bro. I'm a famous person people have already forgotten about. <laughs> Wow. That's true. You've actually, now now the next thing is just to come back. That's true. You already had your fame. Now you're just coming back. Yeah. Now you're, now now well, what you are is Mike Tyson for that last fight. You're coming back for that last fight. You've already been the heavyweight champion. The heavyweight podcast champion. Literally a heavyweight champion mm-hmm. of podcasting. Yeah. <laughs> Exciting stuff, folks. Yep. Check, Check it out. Broadcasting.com. Uh, and until, directly to our page. Give that some or, yeah. Give that some thought. Until next time, this has been Addison, and this is Matt saying, "Keep it cool out there in Audio Land, everybody." All right. So long, everybody out there in Audio Land. We'll, we'll go to the uh, go to the, the standby. Mm-hmm. Bye. This has been a production of Tripod Broadcasting.